0: You're listening to the John DePetro show weekdays, folks. We start at eleven, we go till two. It's AM thirteen eighty, ninety nine point nine FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com com. And if you ever miss any part of the show, you just go to depetro.com com. Brought to you by JustAngelsOnline.com. Just Angels dot com. Just Angels, sponsor of depetro.com com where you can click on radio show and then that way you can uh, listen to uh, any episode that maybe you missed or or any show that you missed folks it's time for uh we've been covering the jeff Britt trial and uh joining us right now is our legal uh analyst and expert and he is one of rhode island's top attorneys attorney tim Dodd. tim uh, day three of the brick trial is in the books and uh what stood out today was the judge gave more instructions on how he sees things going forward we have a, a pretty good uh idea yeah. of the The roadmap, so to speak, of where we're going to go over the next uh, day, at least. And then also the big person on the stand was uh, Richard Thornton from the the Board of Elections. If we could start with just um, Judge Dan Prakasini, who I I agree has done, a I think, a very, very good job, very good communicating with the press and everyone in the courtroom. Um, It is a bench trial, but he did start off to kind of explain uh, just some some things in the way that he's going to work.
1: Yes, and you're seeing that he's he's one of the best that we've got in the Superior Court uh, as a trial justice. Any attorney would in front of him. He always gives both sides a good trial. Whether you win or lose, you know, you've gotten a fair shake with Judge Procassini. Um, he has reiterated some of what happens in terms of his conduct of a um of a bench trial and what he's thinking about. um, He has reiterated the um, issues that he has with the statute, that there's very little roadmap um, for applying the uh, money laundering statute to a situation like this. It's not the norm. Um, He's going to allow the parties to um, argue, well, the defense, I should say, will argue its motion to dismiss The state will respond. Uh, The judge has already indicated that he'll hear arguments. He'll accept briefs uh, after the close of all evidence, but he will be reserving on a decision as to a motion to dismiss, whether it should be granted or not. Because he's going to reserve, then it's incumbent on the defense, if they choose to do so, to start putting on their case and putting on their witnesses I believe they've already indicated, I think, that uh, Speaker Mediella will be probably their first witness. Yes. Um, I'm guessing they'll also call Leo Skenyon. I'm guessing His they'll chief also. Of staff. Yes. Yep, and and uh, Matt Jerzyk, who sort of ran the campaign. Then, John, the ultimate issue in any criminal trial for the defense and defense counsel is do we put our defendant on the stand? It's never an easy decision to make. You've got to sift through the evidence. You've got to calculate whether you think um, there's any likelihood that your motion to dismiss will be granted if the statutory elements of the crime have not been satisfied, or do you put your guy on the stand? If if they oh. choose to put Brit on the stand, um, it's a two-edged sword. The prosecutors get to... Um, cross-examine him they get him on cross so it's a much easier examination it's much more pointed and Britt will be asked a series of very uncomfortable questions some of which will uh, reinforce um, the conduct that he engaged in Um, so the judge is handling this case by the book he's doing it the right way um as you've seen, he's he's very calm. He's very sure of himself. He's clearly in charge, but he lets the attorneys more or less do their thing, um, to the and he curbs them and controls them as he did today with uh, Richard Thornton. I think yes. the the state presumed they were going to do a lot more with uh, Mr. Thornton in terms of um, testifying to things such as Mr. Thornton. You know, you're familiar with the money laundering statute. Yep. You're familiar with all the election law statutes. Yes. Do you know why they were enacted? Objection sustained. Clearly, that was in, an inappropriate area for the prosecutors to go into. Anyone can read the statute, read the four corners of the statute, and it means what the letter, the, the clear language and the letters within that document say, it's not for Mr. Thornton or anyone else to interpret um, what that statute means, what it was intended to mean, why it was enacted. That was clearly going a bit too far on the part of the prosecutors. By the same token, I think the defense attempted to use Mr. Thornton beyond his reasonable usefulness. I know Bob Correnti tried to drill down a lot into the board of elections investigation the conclusions that they made such as that you know mattiello's campaign and um shauna lawton's campaign i believe only received warnings and they receive conflicting um, statements from uh, nick mattiello's attorney and i think bob Carrenti is attempting to imply well Why is it that Brit is on the hot seat and all these other people were only casually looked at? The board never asked for um, statements or subpoenas specifically to um, Nick Mattiello. Uh, So he never really had to answer nor to Leo Skenyon. He never really had to provide specific answers. Um, I, I, I would say that, Nick was answering through his attorney, who at first said there was no collusion, and then I think when more facts were discovered, uh oh, it looks like Britt was doing these um, various things with cash. They amended yep. their response to correct it and say, no, no, there was collusion. So right. Bob Correnti attempted to make a lot out of that. Um, these aren't Nick's words; they're his attorney's words, and I think that the first statement was made based upon. The facts is they knew them at the time, and as this thing continued to blow up and explode all over the place, I think they realized that there was more to this, and they appropriately amended their response. The judge wouldn't let Bob Correnti go into the whole exploration of everything the Board of Elections did. It's more or less right. irrelevant. Whatever they did, whatever right. they concluded— it doesn't get away from the central facts that allegedly Brit gave cash to people to convert into checks to illegally provide money to a campaign. And that's the right. long and the short of it.
0: Yes. Now, Tim, um, also, I mean, are, do, do you think if, if Brit's going to be on the stand, would it most likely be tomorrow or Friday? Or do you think he takes the stand? Because that wasn't even discussed.
1: That's always the, the last decision that defense counsel and the client, Mr. Britt, yep. have to make. That's the real gut check. Do you put your guy up or do you go without him getting on the stand? Um, yep. I think a lot will have to ride on what sort of quality of um, information they get from the speaker, from Leo, and from Matt Jerzyk. I mean, clearly, John, Matt Jerzyk, there's a paper trail with Matt Jerzyk. He, I think, had sure. a hand in preparing the flyer that went out as from the the, the mailer, the mailer right. from uh, the Sean Lawton campaign. Yeah. Okay, so he, he composed it. He helped draft it. Okay, so he was in touch with Brad Dufault in terms of getting it printed. Yeah. The, the real central question is, did he know? that this was all being right. created with cash money that was filtered to these people to then kick the money back to um, uh, Brad Dufault's company. Um, Eddie Catunio sees Jerzyk allegedly and Britt go off for a little bit of a whisper when they were figuring right. out if Ed could give the money or should it be the wife. Um, Ed is speculating on what they discussed. He wasn't there. They were out of earshot. So I'm sure Brit's going to say, yeah, this is what Matt told me to do. And I'm sure Matt's going to say something totally different. Do you think Ed's the right guy? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's going to be two different stories. Further, and I, I think I've said this before, but Bob Correnti keeps complaining that only Brit was prosecuted. Yes. Look at look at all the shenanigans with all the other players. Why is it that only my guy has been indicted on this thing and trying to get Thornton to say in all his years there, only I think a half dozen people have been referred over to the attorney general for further investigation. But but it is what it is. And to the extent that he wants to point fingers at potentially the speaker or Leo or Matt or somebody else. The statute of limitations is run. There's no criminal liability for them at this juncture. So if they could have been prosecuted, they might have been prosecuted. It doesn't really matter at this point, unless he's going to prove that the Board of Elections and or the Attorney General's Department had a special vindictive um, motive to get Mr. Britt specifically and I don't think there's been any evidence of that. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to prove a selective prosecution. It's a prosecution for the guy who gave the cash and came up with this whole scheme. So I don't really, know, I no, don't it's know funny, what they Tim God,
0: it, it, it seems like a, and again, Bob, correct everything you said. I mean, the guy's very skilled. He's very thorough. And I'll even say of the two camps, I'd say the judge um you know he holds him in high regard as someone that's attended different trials i think it kind of reminded me of um you know richard egbert was very knowledgeable and judge torres during plundum he recognized that and it was just a sense he to me he treated him in a a certain regard than he did other attorneys nothing against the prosecutors but he seems to call them out a little bit more as opposed to currenti but that said tim dodd it, it almost seems a defense of a yeah but like yeah, he, you know my guy did this, but what? Look what the other guys did, and I just, I just don't understand how that's going to get him off because something you said we saw it repeatedly. This, uh well, it went into the afternoon, a little bit early afternoon in in court, and that was <clears throat> when the judge was talking to uh, defense attorney Bob Kerenti, former U.S. attorney, and he was saying, "Does this part have anything to do with your client?" And the money and the charges like that, like he kept bringing him right back. this is all sounds all very interesting, but what does that have to do with this case and 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 Tim, it seemed the real answer was it didn't he was just trying to make an example of, hey, my guy is the only one that got jammed up on this whole
1: thing. and they didn't look into the other guy sufficiently, <clears throat> and my guy is left holding right. the bag for this thing yeah and i I think part of that defense and you know. The facts are the facts, and the, your client is you, you take your client as you find them. I think Bob's doing a great job with the with the hand that he's been dealt. i'm I'm not critical of his yes. performance. I think he no, he commands no, the all. courtroom really, really well. He really has an assurance about him and a command of the facts, and he's a very, very smart guy. So he's doing yes. the best he can with the cards that he's got to play. But I think part of this is at the end of the day, if the if the court finds Britt guilty of one or the other of these charges, I can't for the life of me think that he's ever going to come up with a sentence which would be five years, 18 months to serve. Um, I always thought that was a little. um, A bridge too far for the prosecution, that was a big ask certainly this is this is in the realm of public corruption if he's found guilty. A message has to be sent um, so that other campaigns don't um, involve themselves in this sort of dirty pool but um, i I would be surprised if the judge finds this guy guilty that any sentence would be even close to what the prosecutors were recommending because it is small potatoes financially. Um, I think it's probably something that a lot of campaigns do and they don't get caught, if you will. I I don't think this is an apparition in the world of campaigns. Lots of things happen um, that the general public doesn't know about and it almost, I think for those in that business, they don't think of it as being something illegal. They just think it's the way business is done. Even Ed Coutinho said, I didn't see anything wrong with it then. I still don't see anything wrong with it. So, you know, uh-huh. they're they're in that political bubble where they don't <laughs> perceive their conduct as potentially criminal.
0: Right. I I think as someone who was there, I think Ed Coutinho would be hard pressed to find anything wrong you with know, <laughs> anything that they do in the nature of a um in a campaign. Um <clears throat> tim before and then folks tim is going to join us uh, a little bit later with our our legal segment so i guess the big question um again i know tomorrow this seems to be to me uh axe grinding you know he wants to show everyone the um you know that let's drag the speaker in and brit i think wants to send correnti up there to get a pound of flesh and let's drag leo up there matt jersey but at the end of the day i mean unless within the text messages he feels he has things i i think it still just seems kind of um he's trying to get a pound of flesh but i i think that that whole ship has sailed
1: apparently so i think one area of inquiry might well be where was Britt getting the cash that he was spreading around okay you know, sure. I don't know what the answer to that is, but he's giving Ed Catunio green. He's giving uh Victor green, he's giving Shauna, you know, excuse me, not uh, right. Teresa Graham cash. Is he going into his pocket yeah. or is this coming in through the back door through the campaign? That's an open question. And who else was getting cash?
0: Mm. Right. All right. Well, we'll we'll find out. Again, folks, uh that is our uh, latest uh Brit trial update, day three with attorney Tim Dodd right here on The John DiPietro Show.